When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Peace and blessings, blessings and peace, everyone. This episode is about my favorite topic. It's depression, y'all. So, one of my friends here to have her experiences, his trauma, she would have been So, sit back, relax, and be peaceful. What's good, Jay? Are you well? Pretty good, man. Doing well yourself? I'm doing just fine. Uh, thank you for joining me on a peaceful moment. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. So before we get started, bro, go ahead and plug yourself in. Let everybody know where they can find you and if you're working on any projects in the future. I'm on Instagram at Baron Lando. I'm on Twitter at Baron J. Lando. We had some stuff that was coming out in the film festival, but that was supposed to be in June. And then COVID came and wiped <laughs> everything out. So... We rolling with the punches right now as far as what's going on this year. My good homie is here today to talk about his... We talking about depression today. This man asked me, you know, a list of topics <laughs> to talk about. And it said depression on there. And I actually had an epiphany recently. Because mm. I was talking to a friend. And it brought me back to something that had happened years ago. Mm-hmm. See, about two years ago, I want to say, I was, you know getting some medical checkup or whatever, you know, just managing some things with my insurance. And I see a bunch of these questions they're asking about mental health Mm -hmm. and things like that. And it was just, you know, generic banal questions like, you know, are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? You know, and I'm answering no, because to me, these are things, you know, everybody's dealing with, you know, nobody's getting enough sleep. Nobody's eating right Mm -hmm. or how they should. I'd finished filling out this little questionnaire and it gets to the end and it says, if you answered this amount of questions with this type of answer, you're depressed. You have depression. Got you. And I was like, Damn. Hmm, that's interesting because I don't feel depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never like felt like sad, but the epiphany I had, what came to me was that we don't really know what depression looks like all of the time exactly that's very true we don't really know even how it feels because when we're looking at when i think of depression me personally i think you know somebody's going through a phase where they're sad and they're you know you know lock themselves in their room crying you know or whatever and it's like a really dramatic thing Mm -hmm. and that's never been me so i didn't understand that but depression takes many forms exactly it does you could have you know about of apathy and that's depression that is so that's what really drove it home for me because there's a lot of days where i don't really care about anything mm-hmm. and that's depression when you're dealing with that and you have to find the energy to be social or do normal things throughout the day or work on things be productive you know take the time to improve yourself and I kind of fell into this hedonistic thing Mm. where I was just doing my thing. What was that word? Hedonism. Okay. It's kind of just basically you do whatever you want. Got you, got you. 
and that's what I was doing and that was my coping mechanism I guess you could mm -hmm. say but um my friend told me when I spoke to her recently that she couldn't remember the last time that she felt like happy mm -hmm. that she really felt like up here and that was interesting to me because I felt numb for a long time mm -hmm. so I didn't know depression can take the form of numbness yeah because you got to remember like as humans we all have we all have mood right mm -hmm. so you think of a mood as like uh like ocean waves right it goes up and it goes down up and down but we think up and down like that up and down happens like in a matter of days or matter of hours mm -hmm. but that up and down is over a long time right know? so some people they have their moods go by weeks summer months summer days you feel me and so people with manic depression, like people that have bipolar disorder, right? Theirs isn't. They don't have that wave. They don't. It's not up and down for them. Mm -hmm. It's more like plateaus. It's up, up for a long time, then down. And when right. they're down, they're down for a long time. Right. So depression is just when you get to that that downside. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 what I realized, man. You can be in a constant state of depression and not mm -hmm. really know that that's what it is. And you can be talking to people and, you know, helping them with their problems and giving them advice. And you're going through stuff, but you don't really recognize that it's something that you're struggling with. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel, you don't feel the weight. Exactly. But at the end of the day, you're not performing optimally. You're not being exactly. your best self. And that's what depression, it takes you out of your game. That's, that's really what it is. Because depression, it doesn't. It doesn't start with locked in the dark closet. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Depression actually starts very small. It starts with hygiene. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know somebody is, like, starting a depression phase when they when they stop taking showers. Mm -hmm. They stop wearing deodorant. Like, uh, you don't have to wear deodorant. You know, deodorant ain't that fucking healthy for you to begin with. But they stop uh, doing self-care things. Then it progresses to, like, more self-destructive stuff. And then that's when you get, like, the fucking, uh, what everybody knows as the... Um, sit in a dark room right not talking to nobody that's 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 something you know i came to realize as well is that self-harm has different forms as well mm -hmm. you know it's not just cutting your flesh it could be you know any form of self-sabotage mm -hmm. and i think we spoke about and this briefly did. see when we were talking about you know goals and ambition and you know sometimes you have self-destructive tendencies and it's because you're battling with depression. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know that you're hurting yourself or you're going through something mm -hmm. and you're not trying to get out of it. Staying in that place, wallowing in it. That's also, you know, a form of keeping yourself there mm -hmm. and it's not recognizing it. But that's that's. These things, it came, I came to realize this, you know, through trial and error over time, seeing other people go through it, mm -hmm. and then finally realizing myself that even though I'm not sad, even though I don't feel like I'm, you know, I don't feel depressed, it's still a form of depression mm -hmm. when you're battling with that. Because depression doesn't mean like you're sad or depressed. It just means you're in dysphoria. You're just not feeling good right you're not feeling like you said at peak performance at optimal you're not right feeling optimal and that's all it is so can you like pinpoint where your depression started you know when i try to think about 
things that might have happened when I was younger. A lot of stuff is a blur. Mm -hmm. I had a pretty good childhood, but just one seminal moment in my life is when my dad died. Got you. You know, I'll never forget the moment. How old were you? 16. This was in 2007. Mm -hmm. And uh, two weeks before his 46th birthday. So it wasn't like an expected thing. It was out of nowhere. And I just remember thinking back now, it's almost like a part of me died as well. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I've been living two lives. There was my life when I was born up until that day. Mm -hmm. And then there's then until now. Because it's difficult when you're dealing with losing a parent, you know, and then you're also in the growing years. You know, I was 16 mm -hmm. coming up as a man, you know, boys, they need their father, you know. So a lot of things I learned about the world and about myself and about, you know, everything. I had to teach myself. I learned a lot from him. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from my mom, but I learned a lot in these streets. <laughs> so that's 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 one of the things that really made it difficult for me and ever since then it's just like a feeling of numb mm -hmm. you don't get too up here I've never been too down here but there's just days where I'm just not feeling it man and it's you know people try to come and talk to me and they try to give me love and show me love mm -hmm. and I feel it and I crave it but it almost doesn't do anything for me sometimes mm -hmm. and I wonder is that like a symptom of it is that something in me that needs to be fixed because there's days where you go you don't you feel like you don't have feelings sometimes of course and then there's days where you feel things a bit too strongly of course you feel what i'm saying so it's that up and down up and down it's continually working on yourself that's something i try to do mm -hmm. but yeah that moment that was that was really that was really important for me in my life that's a crazy thing to think about my depression i don't want to say when it started because i have um i have chronic my depression comes back mm -hmm. and so like i'm not plagued by it because like i know what's coming back you know what right. I'm saying? i know like when i'm 50 years old i know some days i'm some days i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be all the way there mm -hmm. and i know like tomorrow i might not all be all the way there right but i know what not to do you feel me i know how to get myself i know how to keep myself moving even with that you feel me so when my grandma died in 2010 it shook my whole life because everything that i thought to be true wasn't true yeah because she died out of nowhere she died of, uh, of stomach cancer mm -hmm. you know stomach cancer don't play mm -hmm. stomach cancer will take you out in a matter of months yeah from diagnosis to eol to end of life it can be years or months mm -hmm. you feel me so my grandma went to the hospital uh, November, early November, and she died the day after Thanksgiving. Wow. Once that happened, it was like everything that I was depressed about but tried to ignore mm -hmm. came up with that situation. So I wasn't, my grandma dying didn't make me depressed, but that was just the one domino that made everything else fall mm -hmm. down. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. But what I learned from that experience is that you have to feel that. You feel me? Mm -hmm. You have to feel that depression. You have to feel that. Yeah. Because you don't feel that you don't get a sense of you don't get to heal from it you know what i'm saying right i get what you mean sometimes you have to let yourself go through it mm -hmm. so that you can get out to the other side because if you always push off those feelings you never really get a chance to confront them mm -hmm. 
And sometimes you got to just confront it. Sometimes you just have to cry. Sometimes you got to cry. It's it's actually a scientific, like I'm pretty sure there's like a, a, an emo, an, mm-hmm. a release in your brain when you cry that makes you feel better afterwards. Exactly. You and know, so... Um, your tears have different meanings. Mm-hmm. So your tears, like if you're... Um, like when you sneeze, you start like you start watering. Mm-hmm. That's mostly just pure salt water. Yeah. If you're upset, there are stress hormones in your tears that come out. Come out. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And the way I know that is because when uh when I cry, when I'm really upset, my eyes burn like like fire out of hell. My eyes burn. They turn like deep red. And I never knew what that was. I went to my doctor. He was like, "Well, does it happen every time you cry? Like when you sneeze, does it uh does it burn?" I was like, "No, it don't burn. It's just you sneeze. What?" Right. But he was like. So, like, it's only when you're upset. He was like, I was like, yeah. He was like, well, that's just the stress hormone. Mm-mm. And I was like, really? That's why it burns so bad when I cry? And when I tell you it burns, like, I used to try not to cry just so I didn't feel the burn. Really? You feel me? So now that I'm older, I don't have a choice not to feel those pains. Mm. I have to feel that. That makes I have to get down into there. I know what you mean because I went years without crying. Mm-hmm. And... I would see sad stuff, you know, things that would make me angry and whatever. And, you know, I was always just one note. But, like, I find myself lately, like, I'll cry at, like, not, like, ball cry, but, like, shed tears mm-hmm. at, like, wholesome things. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'll see somebody doing something good for somebody, like a video or whatever, a clip of somebody randomly, an act of kindness. And I'll, sometimes, like, I'll, like, feel something because it's, I don't know if it's something that's missing in me mm-hmm. or if seeing this just moves me to such an extent because I cried recently watching high, sports highlights. <laughs> yeah, bro. Because, listen, I was watching and I thought about everything this guy was going through. I was watching Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm quarterback baltimore ravens and i just thought about everything he was probably going through in his life to get to that moment because he's from down here Mm -hmm. he's from miami and just seeing him experience the glory in that moment of scoring a touchdown people cheering him even though there's all these people these sports pundits that talk and try to berate and demean his character his playing ability Mm -hmm. you know whatever I just felt good for him in that moment and I shed a tear. And like I said, I went years and I saw a movie. I forget the name, Inside Out. Oh yeah. With the with the little girl. What? It's like Disney or Pixar, Dreamworks, yeah. one of those, and she's like in her with brain. In their feelings, yeah. You know, that was probably like the first time I had cried in I want to say like five six years, mm-hmm. and then I saw that film and the part that made me cry it wasn't even the part spoiler alert when the dinosaur her imaginary friend died. Oh yeah, when um, Bingo the, Bongo something like that. Bongo I think was his <laughs> name. The part that made me cry was at the end when it ties it all together and she realizes that all of her feelings are valid and important. Ooh. So not just. It's okay to be angry sometimes. It's okay to be sad sometimes. It's okay to let yourself feel and experience these emotions instead of bottling them up, trying to deal with things yourself. It's okay to ask for help. 
Like I just thought that was a really beautiful movie, and that that really took me by surprise mm-hmm. that that tear came from my eye. But it's the wholesomeness. It's wholesome. I think. And like, what's crazy about that movie is that um, the way that each um, each personification of emotion, I don't know what to call it, character. Each character of emotion had a different when they touch a memory. It was a different reaction. So if you have never seen the movie. Basically, what happens is this little girl. Um, she has different all these emotions that are personified as people in her mind. So, like when she's happy, happiness, the person, little girl, happiness takes over her brain. Right. When she's upset, anger takes over. So there's all these different uh, emotions. And when they want her to remember something, one of them will grab her memories and bring it to like um, to the projector, and it will project in her mind. So when each emotion touches that memory in a different way, she feels a different way. So like when sadness touched um, that happy memory, she started to cry. Mm-hmm. It was like she was allowing herself to miss her home, miss her friends, instead of just trying to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Because she did miss it. Like if you feel depressed, that's a valid. It's valid. You feel me? Right. That's your experience, and it's not. It's not invalid because there's other things going on in the world. Because I know a lot of people try to justify like their depression. Right. Like, oh, I can't be depressed because there's starving kids in Africa. Right. Oh, I can't right. be depressed because people get murdered in the streets. I shouldn't be depressed because of this and that. And your parents do the same thing when your parents gaslight you. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nothing wrong with you. You got all these toys. You got all these video games. You, I just bought you a brand new car. You shouldn't be depressed right. by anything. But your emotions are valid. Every experience is valid. That's the greatest part. I look at it like that because, you know, there's always somebody that's going through it worse than you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're all humans and we're all suffering at some point here in our lives. I don't care who you are, how much money you're born with. Mm -hmm. If you're born with a silver or golden spoon in your mouth, you're still going to have days where you don't you don't like it here. Yes. You know? Existing hurts sometimes. You see that a lot, you know, with people that have a lot of material things where they're still searching for something in um in the world that they're not finding. And I want to talk about suicide. Mm-hmm. We can go there. I've never considered that an option in life. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. But like there were there was a time in my life I want to say around 2013 2014ish I was out of college and I was just you know just doing the 9 to 5 routine looking for jobs mm-hmm. applying they're not calling me back you know I'm working you know for minimal pay just doing my thing just trying to trying to get there And it wasn't fulfilling for me. Life just wasn't fulfilling for me. And I remember having this idea of I'm going to I'm going to go to the military. I'm going to sign up for the army. Me too. Because me being a Christian, suicide is something that's like not out of the question. I don't care how bad. Like I'm not we're, we're I'm not I don't care how hard life gets. I'm not to that point. But I didn't care whether I lived or died mm-hmm. at one point. 
I didn't want to do it to myself. But it there was a time that came where I just didn't, I didn't care. It was whatever. So I was like, let me go halfway across the world and see something at least, you know, do something at least, instead of sitting here trying to. It was like banging my head into a brick wall with some of the frustration I encountered like first early years coming out of college. But I just wanted to go. I just wanted to get out and just go. That's the human in you. Like we have a, a instinctual drive to leave where where we're from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you st- and if you stay where you're from, you're denying your your instinctual drive. Mm-hmm. Not, let me not say instinctual drive because humans don't have instincts, but you're you're denying your biological drive. Like, why did the pilgrims come from all the way from Europe? Because they felt like they need to leave to have a better life. That's true. Why did the uh, Native Americans spread all across the United States before, uh, not the United States, before um, the pilgrims got here? Because they had a, a drive to move. You feel me? Yeah. We're driven to move. We're nomadic. We're not supposed to be in one place. You feel me? So, like, that's normal. What honestly helped me in 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. when I was thinking about going to the military and I had basically given up on life, is a girl. I found a girl and we dated and she saved me basically mm-hmm. because that pretty much gave me something to live for at that mm-hmm. time. So even, you know, when I was on the brink, you know, she pulled me back and that's been there for me since because anytime I'm feeling down or whatever, it'll be somebody that'll come. People don't even know that they're doing this for you. But it's just something that they say that helps you and improves your outlook on things. Exactly. So I try to, you know, reciprocate that and give back when I see anybody, whatever. I'll tell them, you know, that's a nice whatever. Compliment them on whatever Or if I see something that they're insecure about or they're self-conscious about, I'll specifically compliment that thing Mm -hmm. because I know You know how that feels to be brought back up. Yeah, and it doesn't cost you anything. It's so simple. It's so easy. And it helps. It really does. Because I've, I've seen, like, people, you know, their eyes light up when you tell them, something specific Mm -hmm. about something that they might be having problems with that's good stuff that's good stuff i want you to compare contrast how did you cope when you were younger when i was younger Mm -hmm. i didn't really know what i was going through so basically i was on autopilot you know like i say with the the hedonism so i was kind of just chasing girls you know trying to smoke trying to you know do my thing trying to drown it selling it at one point and i just try to find things to distract myself to not have to deal with myself basically and i've always loved myself and had a high opinion of myself but Mm -hmm. there's always things that you can fix and you can work on and the things that drove me crazy is if I'm doing so fine and I'm okay, why do I feel like this? You know, if I'm seemingly, there's nothing wrong with my life, you know, I wouldn't trade, you know, I wouldn't trade places with anybody, but why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's, that's one thing that I had to look at 
and what people don't realize we think we're alone a lot of the time mm-hmm. but you'd I be surprised how many people if you reach out or even if you don't reach out if you just make it known and aware that you're struggling that they'll lend a hand to help you and you got to be willing to accept it because exactly. it doesn't make you weak to be vulnerable vulnerability weakness is not the same thing and it doesn't make you you know incapable of being strong at some point in the future making becoming the person that you want to be in the future it doesn't hurt to go through that moment because everybody does that's one thing i had to understand what you're saying is the same thought process i had like when you said autopilot what 20 from january 2019 to may 2019 i was on full autopilot like if you asked me anything that happened back then i couldn't tell you anything mm-hmm. my memory is so wiped clean from that point in time i was on pure autopilot i don't know i can't even i don't know what i was feeling back then it wasn't numb i wasn't feeling good i wasn't feeling bad i would just wake up and then go to work go home and do it again it was like i would you know how you like when you wake up you stretch and stuff mm-hmm. i would be like dracula eyes open i would take a shower before i went to go work because my thing is like i love to shower i love to take a good shower that's how i set my day up to like to have like a really positive day i took a really good ass shower i vibe to my music but at a point in time i wasn't doing any of that i would just wake up and i'll just go to work i'm gonna take a shower if my uniform wasn't washed, it's all right. It don't smell bad. I'm just put it on. Let me just go. I'm already late. You feel me? Mm. Just in complete autopilot, not not living on purpose, just living, just existing. Yeah. It's crazy that you said you was on autopilot and you tried to drown it. So, like, you were in, like, an active autopilot. I want to say I wasted probably, like, a couple years of my life mm-hmm. just doing what i thought was gonna make me feel good instead of what was gonna make me feel better Mm. you know i just tried to like you said drown it you know with whatever at the time and hope for the best instead of you know sitting in a room and let me work on this you know or talking to somebody and seeing or figuring out what it is that i need to work on Mm -hmm. You know, that's important, too. So how do you cope now? Now, I try to find healthier, productive things to sink my time and energy into. Um, Like I said, working with some of my friends from back in school, working on certain projects. I'm reading a lot more now. I've always been, you know, a reader, but now I consider myself an avid reader. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that helps to maintain staying in the moment that's one thing i saw recently i just bought uh kobe bryant's uh book mamba mentality and in one part of the book he says that he used to read a lot all the time because he was training his mind it helped him to stay in the moment and live you know in the second because when you're reading when you're reading a book you're focused on that book and your mind is actively working but it's on the book so you're in the moment and so that helps him in other areas of life because if your mind is wandering you could be 
having feelings of nostalgia you mm-hmm. could be thinking about things that stressed you out you could be at home and still thinking about something that happened at work that pissed you off and that's affecting your mood and your stress levels throughout your day and so that's really crazy because that's the same reason why people meditate mm-hmm. that's the exact same reason people meditate. clear your mind as a man thinketh so is he mm-hmm. you know if you plant good seeds you're gonna bear good fruit but if you're always thinking about what happened that could have happened this way, you know, the bad things, the regrets that you have, the things that you wish you could change, the past, the future, uncertainty and anxiety, like all of these things mm. we don't know. We're sitting and we're just you could be daydreaming, you know, doing random things, but it's affecting you. You know what you're talking about? You're talking about that's a Buddhist concept. It's called training the monkey mind. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? You ever heard of that? I don't think I'm familiar with that one. So imagine there's a monkey on your shoulder, mm-hmm. right? And you're trying to get something done in the day. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to drive to work. And the whole time you're trying to drive to work, you're trying to focus on the road. This is monkey on your shoulder just going ham. Mm. This monkey's like punching you in the face, pulling your hair, jumping in the back seat, running around, and you just can't focus because you're like, damn, sit down, monkey. Damn. Right. The same thing with your mind. You need your mind to not, you need your mind to cooperate, mm-hmm. but not be, what's that word? Hyperactive. Not right? hyperactive. When you tell somebody to sit down, like, when you force somebody to sit down, you, you specifically force them to sit down. Mm-hmm. Like the word is in my preconscious right now. I think I know what you mean. It's not coming to the front. You want cooperation with your mind. You feel right? Because there's part of your mind that that you can't access. Your Mm -hmm. preconsciousness, you can't access that. Mm -hmm. It's there. That's how you get like intrusive thoughts, or like you have a crazy ass thought one day, like I should punch this baby in the face. Yeah. You ever think some crazy stuff like that? I think about throwing my phone out the window when I'm in a um, uh, when I'm in a moving car. I don't know why. That's your preconscious, cause like <laughs> you, you, you know you won't do that. That's why do Why do we even think of stuff like that? That's the part of your brain that you can't access, cause that's two. That's there's your mind and there's your brain. It has to work in tandem because your own self can be your worst enemy that way, mm-hmm. with your with your brain. It's the monkey. Mm. No matter how much you train that monkey, that monkey is still gonna be a monkey. No matter that's how true. much discipline you put into that monkey, that monkey is always gonna do what it wants to do. Because that's just what it is. And you have to realize that we're just people. And our brains aren't built perfect. Our brains just get us by. For the most part. They just get us by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we try to put so much on ourselves that we're like this amazing being. That we're so much higher than every other animal. We're the exact same thing. Only difference is we have a choice. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's the only difference between us and dogs. That we have a choice. It's facts. So when it comes to coping, you just have to find what works for you. You have to find like what, what calms you down. You gotta train your monkey brain. So I think that's really what depression is. It's just like you trying to fight against your monkey. Mm-hmm. This monkey isn't listening, so I don't know what to do no more. I'm tired of this. Like my monkey mind is just going ham, and I don't know what to do no more. I didn't try everything. I tried alcohol. The monkey's still going crazy. I tried smoking weed. The monkey's still going crazy. I tried to get with Shorty from across the street. The monkey's still going crazy. This monkey wants too much from me, and I don't know what to do. But no matter what, that monkey's going to be that monkey. So you have to embrace 
the craziness inside your mind. Yeah. That, um, you know, that affects my sleeping, too, I would say. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I've had insomnia for years. Mm-hmm. And it's because my brain is always on. There's no off switch. I'm always thinking. I'm always analyzing mm-hmm. everything. And then even when I'm not actively, you know, solving a problem in my mind, I'm thinking about stuff that happened, stuff that's going to happen, what I have to do here. Mm-hmm. You know, I wake up and I think about existentialism 24-7. <laughs> I would not wish, like, what's in my brain on anybody mm-hmm. because I just imagine, you know, the, the quiet thoughts, contemplative mm-hmm. thoughts that you have, like, every once in a while mm-hmm. when you sit down to yourself and you're like, what does this all mean? Why are we here? You know, what is the, why am I here Those specifically? Those internal scream questions? Huh? Those internal scream questions. Yeah. I think about this every day. Am I alive? Ah. Are we here? <laughs> is this, what ha- what's going to happen after this? You know what I mean? So, like, I think about this stuff all the time and it affects my day to day. And so it's part of, like, having to turn your mind off. And it's not like an like an Adderall situation where I need to like calm myself down because I'm a very chill laid back individual Mm -hmm. but like even though I'm on the outside chill my mind is racing like 100 miles an hour on 30 different scenarios so that was another one of my questions Uh, how does your uh, depression manifest and I mean like where does depression come to life is it internal is it external? Do you feel like you can't move? Because I know that some people that say, like, when they get depressed, mm-hmm. they feel paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And it's not more so like a, a mental thing. They just feel like they can't move some days. Well, me, I'd be so busy distracting myself from mm-hmm. it and trying to convince myself that it's not going on that I just spend so much time just uh, finding myself in different situations mm-hmm. that I'm not supposed to be in. Got you. You know, like, you know, like I said, I got pulled over, you know, selling weed. I got, you know, stopped by the police. You know, I got accosted. I've been, uh, uh, what's the word? Extorted. So. Like, all type of things that, you know, I was in where I wasn't on the path that I was supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. And it's because I allowed my mind to wander and take me somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. So what it sounds like. All right. So I'm still using a monkey analogy, right? Mm-hmm. When, so you're driving to work and the monkey's going crazy in your car. Instead of you trying to calm down the monkey, you turn up the radio. Turn up the radio. <laughs> put, the, put the windows down. Put the window down. Have somebody in the the passenger seat so i don't have to look at the monkey or acknowledge the monkey exactly and the person that's in the passenger seat is so enamored with me they don't pay no mind to the monkey either but they see it they They could kind of they kind of get the gist they see the outline of the monkey they see a tail sticking out the back of somewhere and they're like what is that and they kind of feel like they know what's going on but they're so enamored with me that they push that to the back of their brain and they're like let's enjoy this car ride but there's this monkey going crazy, like he said. <laughs> this fucking monkey that's going ham in his car, and we don't realize it. We, we realize it, but we don't want to talk about this fucking monkey going ham in his car. Yeah. So, one of my coping mechanisms that I just found out this year, 
is that I baby talk myself. And every time I say this to somebody, they be like, you mean baby talk to yourself? I literally baby talk myself. So if I'm upset, let's say like my friend pisses me off, I have to stop, I have to calm down and be like, are you okay? What's wrong? Are you upset? Why did that make you upset? And I have to go through these steps to figure out what's wrong with me. Mm. Because if you if you have a child, right, mm. your child is, is pissed off because you want to buy a Power Ranger toy for them. Right. You're not going to just scream at the child. Or you're not going to ignore the child because no matter what, that child is still going to be pissed off with you. Mm-hmm. The, the, what that child wants is for you to sit down and come down to their level and say, like, why are you upset? Mm. What's wrong? Get to the root of the problem. Exactly. And that's what we want, too, because you have to remember, like, we still kids at the end of the day. Yeah. Children are more in tune with their monkey side than we are. Yeah. We try to pretend like there's a monkey because we're adults. Mm. We have bills and we pay taxes. Mm. So we can't address that monkey right now. So I try to to say, Jordan, what what the hell happened in those few minutes? Why are you upset now? Take some time and like, and just chill out. What do you want to say? Why did that bother you? You feel me? And that's actually called uh, DBT dialectical I can't I don't know what the thing is but that's what it is it's called DBT therapy mm. mm-hmm. yeah man I know what you mean and like when you're talking about adulting one of the most frightening things I figured out as I became an adult was that like you said we're all kids mm-hmm. nobody really knows what they're doing <laughs> the people that look like they know what they're doing are making it look like they're doing really well. That's what they're good at, making it look like they know what they're doing. We're all here, and there's no magical cutoff date where you just wake up and you're all of a sudden mature and adult and you know all the paths to take and you know what door to go through and this and that. Because the people that know that are dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we're all just here, man. Like, that was such a scary thought to me is, like, finding out that everybody from this little kid right here to the president of the United States is basically the same person because they, one is just older. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's really what it is. And, you know, trying to find knowledge and wisdom, you know, to help me get through these things is something that I find very helpful because I just I just go through a lot of different sources mm-hmm. and I talk to a lot of different people about what they're going through and then it helps me with my stuff you know I had to learn how to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because mm-hmm. um, in 2019 um, I have selective mutism right so depending on what type of social situation that I'm in, I won't be able to speak. You feel me? If I get too overwhelmed, I can't talk. And it's not like I just don't want to talk to y'all because I'm I'm not in a good mood. It's just I can't voice myself. Mm-hmm. So what I had to learn how to do was like even when I feel like that, I still got to get out there and talk. You feel me? Because it's hard. Like you have an, uh, it's hard to talk about selective mutism when nobody really knows about it the best way i can describe it is like those little kids in like elementary school and like they won't talk to you but when their mommy and daddy comes around now they can talk right not because their mommy and daddy told them not to talk it's just because now they feel grounded they feel comfortable Mm -hmm. to talk you feel me 
and it's not like they don't want to talk they can't speak mm. it's not because they're nervous they're not most people with selective mutism aren't shy people mm. <laughs> they just can't fucking talk and so i had to learn how to like even when i'm down in the slumps even when i feel like this life isn't worth living no more i still gotta get my ass up and go somewhere right you feel me i still gotta do everything on a daily basis but i have to do it on purpose now because like my thing is i like to be on autopilot i like to turn off and on the switch of consciousness mm-hmm. you know what I'm and i just try to like get through the day but i can't do that no more because that shit isn't healthy i have to go through the day i have to feel every single second and i have to be with everybody every single second and so like when people always say like damn this week went by fast and I'm like, nah, this shit did not go by fast at all. I felt every single moment because I have to. Yeah. Because if I slip up and I try to not live in this moment, I'm going to be right back where I started. Yeah, man. That's You just got to keep yourself busy but not distracted. Damn. You got to be focused on what your goal is and what you're trying to do. But you can't have idle hands because then, like you said, you end up back where you were. Mm-hmm. And I was I was thinking about um, I thought about something. It's like basically the three point plan mm. and you commit to it. And it's like spiritually, mentally, physically, every single day when you wake up and it doesn't have to be all at the same time. It could be at different points throughout the day. You do one of these three things or all three and you improve yourself spiritually mentally physically physically could be eating right making sure your diet's right going to the gym working out calisthenics you know could be meditation yoga whatever as long as you're you know working on your body because your body is important as well if you don't have physical health it affects your mind it Mm -hmm. all goes in tandem mentally you know it could be something as simple as doing a crossword puzzle or high writing a haiku or 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 sudoku or you know things like that just i i do reading books i read books and i like graphic novels and so that it works my mind and so when you train your mind and you keep your mind sharp you're able to stay on point and it keeps you in the moment and then the last is spiritually you know personally as i said i'm christian you know this could be for anybody's faith or whatever they observe but either reading the bible or even talking to someone else about god mm-hmm. or even you know prayer that's get you there hmm? talking to somebody else about god that's gonna get you there yeah because we can we can sit here and you know pray all day and have fellowship with ourselves and watch videos and stuff but it's not as strong your faith until you share with somebody else mm-hmm. until you talk to somebody else about god and you you know it's a personal relationship but it feels so much better when you can share your love of god with someone else and so that's one of the things in that three-point plan that i think helps a lot is when you can improve yourself spiritually Mm -hmm. that gives you i want to say a leg up on you know so many people that just walk around and are just you know out here and they think, you know, this is all there is. There's nothing after this. And that affects how they think and how they see and view the world. Mm-hmm. But my personal beliefs is 
to love everybody and to try to improve the world whenever I can, when I see uh, injustice and things like that. So that's part of it, man. It, it makes you a better person at the end of the day. And that's that's what I strive towards. And then the last question I have, how did you come out of that depressive state? How I came out of it was I had to really confront myself and you had to face the shadow. Yeah, like you like they say, talking to the man in the mirror or whatever. And it's just straight up. It's as simple as, you know, confronting things you're insecure about. We all know what it is we're insecure about. We all know. Even if it's like a thing that's in the back of your mind where you don't really acknowledge it, you've never said it out loud to anybody else. You still know what it is and you think about it. And so I can't even say for sure I'm 100% out of it because of that. Mm -hmm. Because it's still there oh but that's it's a it's a it's a it's a thing it's a work in progress mm -hmm. you know you're not going to be 100 percent some days and some days you try to you know mask things but as long as you have the willingness the determination to drive to pull yourself out of it and you exactly. have anybody there to help you then you're gucci <laughs> you gucci just like that there's another day after this one mm -hmm. the sun comes up tomorrow you know as bad as today was you can have the worst day of your life you go to sleep you wake up tomorrow the sun comes back out the mm -hmm. birds still chirp and you have another chance to turn everything around so we're getting up there i just turned 29 mm. that's a special i'll be 30 next year so that's a special level of anxiety <laughs> And depression that I'm facing with my mid what is it midlife crisis is it called I don't know is that 30 is that 40 that's like your 50s bro is that 50 yeah. well yeah the life expectancy has gone up so that makes sense but <laughs> you know 30 is like a crucial it's a pivotal year because you get here and now you, you start assessing things like, damn you know I'm at the point now where I'm looking around and I'm seeing, you know, people that I went to school with getting married, having kids. Yeah. And it's like, you guys are, you guys are there already? You guys are doing, we're, is this what we're doing? We're already there? I was chilling. But I just look at different things and I say to myself, man, like you said, it's a conscious decision. You make the step from this day forward, all right, this is where everything changes right here. And it, all, that's all it takes is just deciding, saying to yourself, this is what I'm going to do and execute it. So before we close, do you have a quote or a piece of advice to give anybody that's in a depressive state right now? If you're going through it, it's up to you. You can get help. People are always going to be there to help you. You're not alone. There are so many resources, so many hotlines. Even you don't have to. You can talk to your local church. And I promise you there's going to be somebody, a deacon or whoever that's like, oh, yeah, come. We'll talk to you. We'll give you a hug and we'll help you with whatever it is you need. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. You have to make the decision that, all right, today is the last day. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get out of this bed. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna walk in the water. You just gotta go for it, man. Like, it's up to you. That's, that's, that's all I can really say.